brought to you by Fruitnet Media. This is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these conversations to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, uh, today I wanted to continue the discussion about the new season for apples and pears here in Europe. In the last episode, we heard from Dominique Wozniak and Philippe Binard of the World Apple and Pear Association about the crop forecasts for this season and about some of the huge challenges that awaits the sector this autumn and winter, here in Europe at least. And we also heard for the first time about the launch of World Apple Day uh, coming in November. I'd like to go deeper into the discussion about the challenges facing the apple and pear business in Europe. So let's talk to one of Europe's uh, biggest businesses when it comes to these staples of European fruit growing and marketing. And that business is Blue Whale. And I'm very pleased to be joined down the line from their headquarters in Montauban in the southwest of France by Blue Whale's commercial director, Marc Perre. Marc, welcome to Fruitbox. Good day, Chris, or simply bonjour. <laughs> now, uh, our conversation has to start inevitably with a discussion about the weather. The summer we're having across many parts of Europe is the hottest, the driest in, in many decades. Uh, things are, are very, very bad in, in France, and particularly bad, I think, where you are in the, in the southwest of France. Is the situation really so difficult? Uh, we had a, a very hot summer this year, and fortunately, a series of very hot days around 40 degrees are not to be too long, two or three days. But uh, we haven't, what we were very preoccupied is about the drought. No rain since mid-June. Everybody in countryside uh, can see it and the consequences. Uh, I'm originated from the land area, and I've seen thousands of hectares of forest going burned, and that's very sad. It's quite unusual. Uh, we never seen it before. Uh, I remember 1976, the last doubt, so it's a long time ago. I'm from family farmer, and I still remember. And for hot temperature, remember 2003. So this year, I think consequences will be different, but uh, it's quite unusual. Like of the event you got every 30 years, I believe. And um, these uh, very high temperatures, you talked about 40 degrees and so on, and the severe shortages of water. Um, What do they mean for the crop that you're producing? Will the crop therefore be a lot smaller, or do you expect there to be a crop of poorer quality? And are you looking to new technology to kind of mitigate these effects, which I guess we have to attribute to, to, to climate change? We are lucky in, uh, in South uh, in France because 100% of our chard are irrigated. Uh, and uh, we start just now to have water restriction. But uh, first rain arrived last Sunday and we expect some rain this week. So we're going to see if drought will be a problem or not. Uh, in fact, we have two problems this year, which are a bit different from the consequences. The first one is a high temperature. Uh, for the, all for the early variety like we harvest now, like uh, one of the big ones is Gala, the consequences will be severe. Because we arrive at the maturity time with very hot temperature, 
it means that we will not be able to harvest 100% of the variety probably before it's too mature. We bring white color and maturity. I think the situation is the same for all South Europe, not only Southwest of France, from here to Greece and to down to Portugal. Uh, so for the gala, which is the second variety today in Europe, at Europe and Europe, uh, the consequences could be up to 20 or 30 percent down compared with the forecast we released early in this month. The forecasts were done in June, uh, and at that time of the year, we had a very good development of uh, fruit with a perfect spring in terms of flowering, spring number of fruits, and size of the fruit. So here, six weeks later, uh, we are in a totally different situation that we were expecting uh, before the season. So consequences difficult to, to see today, but probably will be massive. That's the first problem is about high temperature. High temperature got as well an effect on, on size development in, in July for all kind of fruit and veg. At the moment, we are harvesting some plums and we see that it's not the size expected because when you have high temperature across Europe, uh, the, there is like um, the size is not developing normally, and uh, we're expecting good size fruit this year, and we are probably a much smaller size. Just something important when we lost one size, it's more than 10% in volume. So imagine uh, across Europe the consequences. The second problem, and maybe will be the worst one in the second part of season, is a drought around Europe. If a lot of countries, uh, especially in Northern Europe, have not 100% of the surface with irrigation because they don't need normal time. So it means that all these orchards with poor irrigation or no irrigation could have a huge trouble on, uh, on fruit collection because a lot of fruit will not arrive to the, to the, to, to, to the end by, because trees will drop some fruit, size will not be there. So I think it's, um, when we put together the hot temperature for early variety and the drought for the full crop, we can have a severe revision of the forecast, uh, probably uh, from one of the big uh, crop in Europe in the last 10 years, we could be down to the smallest one or one of the smallest one. If you take 10% down or 15% down at the European level, because the route is all across Europe, it could be massive. I, I listened from, uh, from um, Philippe on your last podcast about the, and his rights in the last years, Always the forecast have been in line with the federal crop. But in the, the, the forecast is made in June before uh, what's happened now, which is quite unusual. So a drought like we have now cannot be without huge consequences, we believe. And, and Mark, when, when do you expect that you'll know that? When do you think that you might know whether you're actually one of the smallest crops in Europe we've seen in, in many years? I don't know yet because uh, we heard a lot of stories from every country with drought in the north, uh, high temperature in the south, and we start just to, to collect food now. Uh, we see that the first collection we are done of forecast. We, we believe that there will be consequences as well in the second part of season for size and on some area for total fruit harvested. So I believe there is not too much doubt that there will be anyway uh, a severe revision of total volume. And the scenario of the season cannot be like the one we believe uh, a few weeks ago. Another major challenge, um, as if the weather wasn't enough of uh, one already, is, the, is this cost of energy. Uh, what will it mean for the way in which you pack and, and store your fruit? I mean, I know the French government has taken some um, very strong measures to try and support consumers 
and business. So will the impact be less severe for you, do you think? Yes. In the last few months, uh, we are su- we suffering increase of cost for everything, transport, packaging, labor, and now energy. So it's massive. If we don't talk about transport, we estimate that average, in average, we need at least 12 to 15 cents a kilo to compensate just the cost of packing material, labor, and energy uh, compared with one year ago. According, uh, when I talk with other growers across Europe, we have more or less in every country the same. Some here are 12, some are 15. Energy is more expensive in some country, labor is less. So all the industry need to, um, to, to increase the price for medicine. If we come back to energy, we have very mixed situations. Some packers, for example, they got contract on energy until 2023. So at the moment, they don't know if uh, the energy will be more costly or not, it's too early. Uh, but some packers will have contract ending uh, at the moment. When they renew the contract, it was like a shock. They can have 100% increase of the energy bill. And at the end, is um, yes, it, it creates a lot of, uh, of stress and, uh, and cost. So all this cold, what is sure we have to transfer to the market somewhere because we are not in a, in a, in a business with high margin where we can absorb this kind, this kind of inflation. We are in an inflation period, maybe in the last 20 years, we don't know what means inflation, but it means that for the whole industry, we have to, to get new price reference. We cannot live on the old one because uh, that's not sustainable. And before this season, when we have a big crop coming in excessive uh, offer, we can imagine that the situation is difficult. Now, let's see, with the big reduction of crop we expect in Europe, how we can how we can pass this price inflation more easily to the market. Because we have to pass price inflation plus a lack of fruit inflation. We are in a market of offer and demand. So probably in the next few weeks, we see a, a market very difficult maybe with some people, with some mixed, mixed situation, but definitely by a, by a few months, we need to, to pass a lot of inflation on the market to compensate both problems. It's a big challenge. But uh, we need it. Uh, we need it definitely this year. But uh, I mean that 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 is all well and good and understandable in a way. Uh, if the market is willing to accept this price inflation, and the market in Europe at the moment, it seems, is not in the position to accept any price inflation. Shoppers across Europe have less money to spend, and that puts a major downward pressure on price. Do, do you agree with what I say? And what impact do you think this will have uh, on, on, on the market? Yes, you're right. Uh, since uh, six months, all customers put us a lot of pressure on, on us on, on price. Especially last season, at the end of the season, it was a bit too much fruit on, on stock and the pressure was huge uh, and the last few weeks have been difficult. But you know, our business is, is, is an offer-demand business. So um, definitely, with, with a high crop this year, uh, situation could be difficult and dramatic. Now, with a new situation, we can see due to the consequences of the drought, uh, maybe the balance between offer and demand will be reversed. And we can see that um, in that case, the, the thing can change quickly. Sometimes, in that food business, we suffer from very aggressive promotion, and uh, and uh, and so it's quite complicated because everybody fighting on on price on retail price more than before. 
But on the other side, when I sell a, a kilo of apple 130 and I see that uh, they're on shelf at 3.5 euro a kilo, there is probably a space for, <laughs> for the market to deliver more money back to the grower. It's not because we, we increase 30 cents a kilo uh, because it's missing food that it changes a lot on the retail price. We are in a category where the difference between our price and the retail price sometimes is a bit, uh, depends country to country, we have a lot of mixed situation. But yes, it's, uh, there is some space there, we think. Uh, we have to learn a bit from uh, lesson from COVID period. In, during COVID period, it was a crisis for a lot of consumers, very concerned. And it was our maybe our best season we never had because people consume a lot at home and the volume consumed make all the distributors sell more volume, take less margin, and we sell a lot of apples. Now we're back, uh, but it means that people, uh, it was not the price of apple was not a problem during COVID. And now it's a problem again because uh, the crisis is more complicated, energy, all these things. At the end, an apple is not so expensive. An apple is less expensive than a coffee. So we have to, to find the right way. And we have to find a way not to put in head in the head of the consumer that apple is expensive because it's not. So that probably we have to work on it. Uh, uh, and we have to talk again about price and margin in the in our category. And we put it. But definitely grower with a crisis, with a bad crop this year, they cannot absorb uh, all the inflation themselves. We're not rich enough. It's going to be a tough, tough, uh, tough, tough season. Uh, Blue, Blue Whale um, has been always a, a very big supplier of apples and pears to markets all, all over the world. Uh, what you call in French, I think, la, la grande exportation. Uh, and in fact, I remember that's where we met uh, Mark all those years ago at our Asia Fruit Congresses uh, in, uh, in places like Singapore and Hong Kong and Thailand and so on. Now, if we look at Asia, China has made all the running in Asia in recent years, but the, the pandemic has kind of made life more complicated there for consumers, but also for suppliers to the market and kind of taken uh, the edge off the growth rates. Southeast Asia is a market that you know very well and where you've been very busy for, for a long time. Do you see that Southeast Asia, because of the pandemic, because of the current situation, is just going to become more important uh, now? Um, the last two years, due to less crop in France, our volume on overseas has decreased. Uh, in fact, um, in fact, what we see in the last two years, the first crisis and before the crisis we're talking today, in our business, it was a lack of containers and the super inflation on freight rate. When I'm talking inflation, what we have seen in the last two years on freight rate is, is nothing. <laughs> we cannot talk inflation. It's like, uh, it's, it's super inflation. What what uh, what milk was the say the price of a container two years ago and the price today? Uh, Can you give me for an us idea? in Europe? He, he has been more than double, uh, but I know that from other country could be multiplied by three or four. So they have this mixed situation, and it's probably uh, the most important thing because normally Apple is consumed locally. Ninety percent of the Apple are consumed locally. Only ten percent are exchanged, and it concerns few countries. And in the past, because of low cost, for example, South Hemisphere people, they can move fruit around with very easy. They got uh, labor costs lower, good, good advantage on economic and cheap freight. With the increase of freight, the situation is totally different. The last two years, we see that all the flow are totally different. And it will change, I think, the total picture of the next five, six years of flow and competition across the world market when it's not local. 
I think for in the future to get food from South Hemisphere for Europe, for example, it will be a big challenge because just the cost of freight is more than my cost of production in Europe. So it changed totally the, 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 the crisis. It, it, the freight crisis, I think, is, is quite key for the next uh, few years. We don't see at the moment uh, freight, or say stop to increase the freight. We don't see it to go down uh, significantly, I mean, to, to come back to all situation. Saying that for us, Asia is a very interesting market, especially for an, our new variety. Um, adapt to consumer. We try in the last few years to look for new variety which are adapt to this kind of market. People like prefer fruit which are crunchy, more sweet, more juicy. Um, and uh, now we have some variety coming in and want to develop to Asia. So Asia will become key for this development. We are going to open our office in Singapore. We just opened a few weeks ago to be closer to customer because as well compared with a few years ago, the market has changed and we need to be closer because there is more competition from more country, from companies. So, and, and the market is changing very fast, especially in Asia. So we want to be closer to consumer to develop our new variety over there because we have to prepare the next 20 years. So we have a variety like Candine last year, for example, the last two years we tried, we have good success. Now the production going up. So that's something we have good... Uh, it's a challenge for us to, 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 to have a success with this kind of new variety in, in Asia. Just before we come on to this question of, uh, of varieties, which yeah. I'd like to ask you about, uh, that, yeah. that question of, of uh, as it were, the export flows around the world you mentioned a moment ago, yeah. do you see that uh, um, your, the grande exportation, the exporting to third countries yeah. outside Europe, do you see that becoming smaller in future not just for you, but for for all countries because of the freight rate issue. I think there is a, a lot of disappointment on the, on the potential market out of Europe for a lot of European exporters. Because first of all, if you don't have the right product to the consumer locally, there's no way you can sell. Uh, I remember a few years ago, uh, some people from Northern Europe said to me they were going to, to export the red Jonah Prince to, to Taiwan. And I said, never you could do a container. I said, yes, I do too, but they never do three because it's not possible. It's not adapted to the local consumer. So first of all, a lot of, uh, that doesn't change. But the freight rate is changing a lot of things. Uh, for the first time, I was surprised this year in Dubai, for example, there is zero food were coming from Chile because the, the freight rate is so high that they cannot afford it. It means that it changed totally the season because if, for example, we had, um, now we can, give good fruit at the right price for us and for our customer in Middle East for 10 months now. And in the future, maybe Middle East don't need fruit from South Hemisphere because they are not competing in terms of freight. So it, it could change a lot of things, yes. Alors, as long as the freight stay at the same level. But, uh, and, and I think it's sad because so crisis, so quick for people which are developing and investing in South Hemisphere, it's sad because I have, a, I have a thinking for the people over there. I believe the situation is quite difficult. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it will change totally the flow in the future. We're importing Ping Lady uh, because we're doing 12 months of Ping Lady. And uh, we see that it's, it's changing as well uh, the way we are going to do that in the future, definitely. Something I'll have to talk again about here on, on Fruitbox, just, just on the question of varieties. France uh, pioneered the development of new apple varieties here in Europe and, you know, in a, in a way in which New Zealand has done it in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, there's now an, a myriad, a huge number of new varieties on the market. Do you think there are perhaps too many varieties? Are there other customers, the consumers 
at risk of becoming a bit confused um, as to what they see on their shelves? D definitely will be a problem, um, especially that all the new projects want to be on premium segments. So, you know, uh, so, so definitely a problem and how to recognize the variety and, and for. Developing a new variety is a long way. And sometimes I said to my grower, it's not because I put a new one that two years later we get fruit and we make huge money. It takes five to 10 years to develop in, in terms of technique to get the, 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 the best of the variety, same time to develop the markets. And, and we know that introducing variety is complicated. Uh, I think in the future, all the new variety, and we see from a few years now, all the new varieties so expensive to develop and so investments that we have to go on collaboration with other companies for other country, like we do in Kisabel or Candido or New Variety, or other projects we are not in. So I think after a period of booming on New Variety, we have a reduction in the next five years of project because now projects coming, we have to develop them. And the most difficult maybe is to develop them. In long term, having all this new variety, I believe is good for the market because all these new variety coming to the market are better than the existing one. You know, Sometimes we believe that the whole variety were better. That's completely true. All our new varieties have got better conservation, more flavor, better taste because they have been selected by, uh, by professional and with consumer. So it's good in the future, but, um, but we're going to be, we need to be inventive now, how to sell our apple, because so many varieties with reduction of space on shelf, we have to find other way to, to sell all these new varieties. We have to talk again about maybe um, working more on, on test variety and group of variety. We have to work on seasonality, but we have to find some way because definitely there is too many things and it's like a, a, a problem. It's a big challenge to win the game. So, but of course, uh, the next five years will be quite interesting for it. You've been marketing apples your, your whole career. I mean, do you feel that things were kind of easier in the old days? What are the changes that you welcome most and, and what changes do you want to see happen in, in future? I don't know if it was easier or not. Uh, when I started in early 90s, our French industry of Apple was in a deeply crisis. And, uh, and we are with our grower and manager to change all the variety, reorganize everything. And it was quite difficult because, um, especially I started in 1991 after the big frost. So we had crisis all the time and it's part of the business. And if we look at uh, the last 40 years, the last decade have been probably the most successful in terms of economy for our grower. So, uh, so I'm not sure in the past it was more difficult because at the end, when we have economic success, everything is going, going well. That's what matters, yeah. But today, a lot of people are very worried because problems become anxiety-inducing for growers. How to produce pressure from uh, population, pressure from media, how to produce, changing the way of producing, I think, and everything goes faster. What is difficult is that everything needs to change faster. We have to make all the change very fast, and maybe it's what is more difficult today. And in our industry, where our factory, our chart, and, and our machinery are trees, changing fast is complicated. We need 10 to 20 years to change the things. So we have a, a lot of pressure to change very fast, and we have our business, which is not changing fast, or how fast I would like to do. We cannot change the trees. So yes, this acceleration and the management of this change, quick change is, uh, yes, it's maybe more difficult than in the past. We are a leading company in Ping Lady, fabulous story. And we know that success have not, not been there the first day, more than 25 years, so of hard work. 
So what I would like to change in the future is um, probably my dream is to, be to, to have two or three projects of Apple and Pear to get the same success than we had uh, with Ping Lady Adventure. I, I'm sure that a lot of people have the same dreams than mine, but uh, I hope that's really mine <laughs> came first. I, I hope so for you too, Mark. And um, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to exchange with you and your team. Uh, let's see how this season will develop. And I'm sure a lot of surprise to come. So next time, I hope to see you in the south of France in our chat. Oh, I would love that. Thank you. And, and I don't know, our attentive listeners can probably hear that there is now a little bit of rain coming uh, on my windows here in, in London, which is very welcome. Today, I was joined here on Fruitbox by Marc Appel, the commercial director of Blue Whale, one of Europe's largest producers and marketers of apples and pears. You can find today's conversation with Mark and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. As you know, I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn. So please do connect with me there too, post any comments you have on what you've heard and reshare my post with your followers as well. And don't forget to let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.